0: Welcome to the Beers and Ears Podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey, and we are flying solo today. Matt is not here. He's got some other stuff going on. That's okay. You're going to hear a few of these over the course of the next several weeks or months where either it's going to be just Matt or myself uh, in a way to be able to build up some of our episode count. so we're not doing episodes a couple days before we uh, release the episode on Tuesday. Today, I thought I would cover something that comes up a lot in uh, my time when working with clients through the Magical Memories by Casey um, service that I provide through Main Street and More Travel. As everyone knows, Disney uh, changed their basically what was their uh, fast pass system that was in effect prior to COVID-19 to a new system called the Genie Plus. And over the course of the last several of years, uh, people have gotten used to the Genie Plus. There are plenty of people out there who say, I refuse to buy it. But Disney has really started embracing technology more and more uh, to be able to provide clients who are, or guests, I guess I could say, who are willing to pay for it, uh, the ability to, I don't wanna say skip the line, but get to the front of the line faster. Uh, Most Genie Plus uh, reservations will get you to the front of the line and on the ride in between 10 to 15 minutes or less, bypassing the, the actual standby queue in most cases. And so I often get asked, what is Genie Plus? How do you use it? What's the most effective way to use it? And these are all really complex questions. And so while I provide a very detailed document for my clients who travel and book through me, I thought I would take some time today to go through some of those, uh, I guess, tips and advice for using uh, the Virtual Queue, Genie+, Plus, Individual Lightning Lane, and understanding how to uh, use this to your advantage when you're in the theme parks. So that's what we're gonna do today, is we're gonna go through a little bit of what is Genie+, Plus, uh, why is it in use, how much does it cost, uh, and then give you some details, um, some tips and tricks for when you're there in the park on park day, how do you use it to your advantage? So let's start here. What is Genie Plus? So can you go to Walt Disney World without using Genie? 100%. You can go to Walt Disney World and experience almost every attraction by waiting in the traditional standby queue. Disney, however, has always offered a way to bypass the traditional queue uh, through basically what is a a fast pass type system. One of the ways that they initially did this many, many years ago was through a a paper fast pass system, which is you entered the park and you basically rushed over to a paper fast pass distribution machine out in front of select rides. And you put your ticket in and it spit out um, paper fast passes that said you can return to the queue at this time and you can skip anybody else who is waiting in line. Now, you could only have one of these fast passes at a time or you had to wait. I think I think that the time period was you had to wait like an hour or two hours. Then you could go and get another one at a different location, which allowed you to stack anywhere between two to four of these, depending on your wait times. These did sell out. And uh, over time, um, you know, as the day went on, you couldn't do any more than probably three or four. And then you had to wait in line the rest of the way. Even then there were criticisms about whether or not, um, fast pass was fair. And I, I will tell you, for those of us who's ever done a fast pass or a genie plus, there is something a little smug, but also a little guilty about walking past the line of people who are queuing. Um, and then of course you're on the the, the flip side of that when you are in the queue and wishing that you had the fast pass or the, 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 the fast lane to the front of the attraction. Well, Around, I want to say this was probably 2012-ish, right around when New Fantasyland was built, um, they introduced the Magic Bands. And alongside the Magic Bands, they also introduced what was called FastPass Plus. FastPass Plus was also a free service like regular FastPass. But instead of going and getting paper FastPasses from the machines, you would, 60 days before the start of your trip, you could go in and select... Uh, up to three attractions and times that you would like to visit those attractions. Now, depending on what park you were in, like Epcot, for example, and, and Hollywood Studios, they had tiered attractions. So you could select one attraction from Tier 1 and two attractions from Tier tier 2. Magic Kingdom didn't have those tiers at the time, but either way, you got, you got three per park. And after you um, uh, made those reservations, and after you cleared all three of those fast passes, um, you could then uh, go back into your My Disney Experience app and make one selection at a time throughout the remainder of the day until either the fast passes were gone or, or the, the parks closed. Generally speaking, people were able to get between five and six, maybe seven of these if they played the system correctly. Then COVID happened. And as we all know, COVID had a lot of restrictions. And one of those restrictions were the park was the park pass reservation system, limited capacity. And because of all this, they did away with any fast lanes because people really didn't need them. Uh, they actually used, the, one of the reasons why they got rid of the fast passes is they used the fast pass lanes to help people spread out to the the six feet apart rule that we all were living under for for a year and a half there. Well, right around, um, uh, I'd say fall, August 2022-ish or so, they brought back the idea that you can skip the line. Now, you have to juxtapose this with something else that they were developing at the time that they introduced at a D23 several years ago, which was the idea of the Disney Genie. Now, the Disney Genie was a technological um, development that they were working on that allowed basically artificial intelligence to help plan your day when you were in the parks. Um, they basically build it as, "Hey, plug in the attractions that you want to do, the meals that you want to eat, um, all this other data that you're interested in," and then it looks at the data of real time what's happened on days like the day you're attending. Park levels, park crowds, all that stuff. And it basically plans out a, hey, you should visit this attraction here. This is the lowest wait time. Or you should go and have dinner here now while crowd levels are this. And it was really this intuitive system that they were building for people who didn't want to be the strategist of their family, didn't want to be the ones who were literally planning out every minute of the day. So they were building that before COVID. Well, then COVID, again, Everything happens, and then here we are, August of 2022, and they decide to merge these two ideas. Now, none of us are in on Disney, um, you know, uh, knowledge and and how they decide to make the decisions about their technology. Uh, Whether or not this was the plan all along, some people speculate that it could have been, whatever. The point is, is August 2022, they introduced Genie and Genie Plus and something we had not heard of called the Individual Lightning Lane. So... I'm going to read for you, um, what these are based on the information that I give my clients. So let's start with genie plus starting at $15 per person per day and going up. And I'll explain the difference there in a minute. Genie plus is an optional purchase on the day of that you can pay Per person per day, which grants you the ability to get front of line access for most attractions um, at a maximum two hour interval or a shorter time period if you end up using um, the the, the Genie Plus. So basically day of you wake up 7 a.m. and you purchase this service for one or more in your party for the day. And Genie Plus is pretty much offered on almost all attractions at each park, with the exception of a couple of the the top performing attractions um, in each of the four parks. It's also offered on some shows, uh, some character experiences as well. And Disney basically says you can expect to get anywhere between three to five attractions or shows that you skip the line in on a daily basis. Uh, Pro tip, that is a very low number. I think if you work it, and I'm going to explain some of the ways that you can work it here. If you work it just the right way, you could get seven to nine, depending on what park you're in. Now, Genie Plus is offered both in single parks, and again, depending on the park that you're going, it starts at $15 a day. So, for example, Animal Kingdom, uh, as of this recording on January 21st, for most days is $15 for your Genie Plus and Animal Kingdom. Uh, some of the other parks, it might be higher than that. If you're going to park hop, and as we all know, park hopping is returned now. You can start to go to different parks beginning at 10 a.m. If you're going to park hop and you want to use Genie Plus throughout all four of the parks, that cost does go up and can exceed on some of the top days, 25, 30. I think I even saw it one time for one of the busiest days of the year at like $35 per person per day. Now, as you can probably imagine, This caused a lot of um, contention among Disney fans. Something that they were getting for free before, they are no longer getting for free. They have to pay for. It is worth mentioning that this is not a Disney-only thing. All major theme parks have some type of a pass that allows you to skip the line. Universal Studios uh call that calls it the Express Pass. They have the regular Universal Express Pass in the Unlimited Universal Express Pass. Uh, six flags up here in, in Gurney and pretty much they have them across the country. They have what's called the Flash Pass. Same idea. Now, if you want to compare apples to apples, Disney to Universal, Universal's version of this is pretty pricey. Sometimes the the Express Pass can actually cost more than the ticket to get in. I've priced out um, Express Passes for clients before that 150 bucks and the ticket was 130. And so from a co- and that's per person per day. Now they've offered some other incentives like staying at premier properties, things like that, which is a whole different thing we're not going to get into, but from a price perspective, this is pretty reasonable. Now again, downfall here. This is a service that they at one point offered for free. So it looks like a big money grab from Disney's perspective, but in reality, it's a lot less expensive than what you would get with universal. Second thing I'll add to this as well is that um, uh, it, it really is—it's not required. You don't have to do it. And people would argue, well, you know, I'm gonna—you know—get to go on less rides. Yeah, you will. You will get to go on less rides. But that doesn't mean that you can't figure out fun ways to be able to do rides at Walt Disney World um, without Genie Plus. And still be able to get a a great time. That's what using a travel planner is for. That's what I'm going to help you with in terms of picking your dates. And if you do have the money to do it, you can be selective about it. There are some parks that I don't think you need to use it for. And there are other parks where, yeah, it makes sense. Now, before we get into strategy, let me go over the next one, which is the individual lightning lane. So what's nice about Disney is that they also give the ability to skip the line in their parks for their hottest attractions as well. Now, Universal doesn't do that. Universal will bill the Express Pass as the ability to skip most lines, but some of their hottest attractions aren't included in this. Where with Disney, yeah, you can, but it's a separate purchase. So at each park, there is one ride or more, depending on what park you're in, that's not eligible for Genie Plus. Instead, you can purchase individually for a one-time front-of-line pass for a fee per person. You can purchase up to two of these per day for different rides across different parks. And is a great fail-safe if you're not able to A, wait in a long standby line, or B, get into what's called the virtual queue for select attractions, which I'll, I'll talk about in a minute. Now, as far as what's available Lightning Lane-wise, there are in all four parks, starting with Magic Kingdom, Seven Dwarves Mine Train, and um, that's the first one. And then Tron Light Cycle Run would be the second one. That's the newest attraction that's been built at Walt Disney World. Over in Hollywood Studios, you've got Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Over at Animal Kingdom, you've got Avatar Flight of Passage. And then over at Epcot, you've got Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. So what is this virtual queue that I'm talking about? So while most attractions at Walt Disney world do offer standby lines, which is a line that you can wait in Walt Disney's uh, world's newest attractions, they don't offer standby lines. And the only way to experience them is to obtain a boarding pass starting at 7.00 AM or again at 1.00 PM right now, this only affects two, affects two attractions, Tron light cycle run and magic kingdom and Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind in Epcot. Okay. So how do you balance all of this? How do you juggle all of this? What is the best strategy? Because basically if you've paid attention, seven o'clock is a very busy hour for you to be able to do all this. And what it really boils down to is preparation. So what I'm going to walk you through is a strategic timeline to utilize these three tools to plan your best Disney day. So the first thing you have to do is the day before you go the day before whatever park you're going to pick that park, know what park you're going to. The good news is, is for uh, date based tickets, we no longer have to have park reservations, so you're not dealing with having to pick this so far in advance. But as long as before the day before, you know where you're going, that's fine. Now, as a family, whoever's in your party, pick those three to five things that are must do's for each member of your party. This is advice I give whether or not you're using these resources or not, but pick the three to five things that each person wants to do. Likely there's going to be some crossover, but you're going to probably wind up with a list of, you know, seven to 10 or 12 things that everybody mixed wants to do. And then from there, you need to figure out, are these virtual queue items? So if it's Tron, or Gardens Galaxy lights uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind those require virtual queues you will not be able to line up for those at least right now at some point they will probably go standby but as of January 21st 2024 they are virtual queue only so if those are on your list that becomes priority number 1 next up are anything on your list Lightning Lanes and if they are You have to ask yourself, am I willing to pay to get front of line access for these? Or am I okay waiting in the standby line? Now, there might be some crossover here. Tron, Guardians of the Galaxy, if you aren't able to get the virtual queue your next best option is to purchase the lightning lane for them because you will not be able to get the virtual queue, uh, uh, most likely, unless you wait until one o'clock where you have to try again. So there's a good chance you might not get it. If it's not one of the virtual queue items, you have to ask yourself, is is it worth making the purchase of individual lightning lane or is there a different way to go about it? So for example, uh, Avatar Flight of Passage at Animal Kingdom If you're one of those early people who can get up and get to the animal kingdom right at rope drop, you're able to head right over to Pandora and ride Avatar Flight of Passage, usually with less than a 30 minute wait. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is the same idea. If you are on property, you have access to a minimum 30 minute, sometimes more than 30 minute extra magic hours in the morning, which allows you to get to the park Get through the specialized checkpoint that says you are an on-site guest and over to uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train where you can ride the ride, uh, usually with less than a 30-minute wait. If you're not a rope drop person and you don't want to pay for Lightning Lane, that's fine. But you should expect that the regular standby queue for these two attractions can balloon to as much as two hours, especially in the middle of the day. So you have to plan accordingly. Finally, if anything on that list is genie plus, you have to ask yourself, what am I valuing more? Am I willing to pay the 15, 20, $25 per person for today? So if I've got a family of five and it's $20 a person, that's going to be a hundred dollars out of pocket, but what is that going to do for my ability to experience the different attractions inside the Disney park? Or do I have activities that I can do while I'm in the queue? Uh, You know, heads up, for example, or trivia games or, you know, are are people going to be on their phones for the day? How am I going to keep the children occupied? If you're a solo traveler or you're a couple and you're go, 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 Genie Plus might be a great option for you. And if you're a solo traveler, for sure, because it's just you for the cost. I can't tell you what's going to be the best value for your family. But what I will tell you is when you're staring at that list of everything that everyone wants to do, you have to make a decision of, is it time or is it money? What's the thing that I value most in this particular circumstance? Now, go to bed. Day of. 7 a.m. is the magic hour, but you've got to be up before that. If you're up past midnight, that's cool. If you're going to buy Genie Plus, you can buy it anytime after midnight up anytime that day, basically after midnight, you can purchase it. Now you can't start making your reservations yet, but you can have it ready to go. So let's say you do purchase Genie Plus. Purchase it for anyone in your party who's going to use it. Remember, not everyone has to have it. So if there are some in your party who are not going to be ride driven, you don't have to purchase it for them. Okay, so now we're down to basically 15 minutes before the seven o'clock hour. If you are planning on using the virtual queue for Tron, for Guardians of the Galaxy or anything new, if this podcast is out there three years from now that uses virtual queue, at 6:45 you need to get into your My Disney Experience app. Um, some people say be on Disney's Wi-Fi. Other people say don't be. Just make sure you've got some 5G coverage or Wi-Fi. Just nothing less than that, or you're going to have issues. Click on the virtual queue uh, button and confirm each member of your party who is going to take part in this virtual queue. Beginning at 6:59, be on the virtual queue page and begin clicking join virtual queue continuously. Don't do the pull down approach. Click the button, click, 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 keep pressing it. Don't do anything else. Just keep pressing it. And at 7 AM, if you were successful, you will be assigned a boarding group number. Otherwise you'll be told you were not successful. Okay. Now, In terms of what boarding you get, you get that's completely random assigned by who gets what first. Um, Boarding group, it'll give you a number. It's not going to really give you an expected return time. It might tell you how long it might take for that number to get called based on past experience. You can also Google, hey, I'm boarding group number on Tron, blah, 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 blah. You know, when should I expect to get called? Basically, once your number is called, you have an hour to get to the attraction and get in the queue. Now, I want to be very clear here. This is not front-of-line access. You are still going to queue inside the attraction, sometimes up to an hour. Tron, especially in the middle of the day, those those queues can get quite long. Um, if you don't want that queue, if you want on and off as quickly as possible, that's where Genie Plus, or again, for these two that use virtual queue, lightning lane come in. If you're planning to use individual lightning lane, either A because you didn't get the virtual queue, or B, you're trying to to um, use it um, for other attractions, don't do it first. It's virtual queue has to come first. That sells out immediately. If you don't get virtual queue at the seven o'clock hour, you can try again at the one o'clock hour. But the caveat here is that you have to be in the park of the virtual queue you're trying to get. You can't try to virtual queue Tron if you're over at Animal Kingdom. So just keep that in mind. Okay, so individual lightning lane. After you're done with your virtual queue, you can go and buy your virtual lightning lanes. Um, These don't sell nearly as quickly as um, the virtual queue does. Now I'm going to make one little caveat here. Slinky dog dash, which is not an individual lightning lane. It's a genie plus. If this is a must do on your list, After doing your virtual queue, you're going to want to go and try to get your Genie Plus on Slinky Dog Dash immediately. Same is true for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. You're going to want to do that immediately. Those sell out typically within about 10 or 15 minutes of that 7 o'clock hour. If they're not on your list, don't worry about them. Do your individual lightning lane. So after you obtain your virtual queue, purchase your individual lightning lanes. You'll do that by clicking My Genie Day. Find the attraction that you'd like to purchase the Lightning Lane for and then make your purchase. And again, you can purchase it for one or all members of your party or anywhere in between. After you've done your virtual queue, after you've done your Lightning Lane, then you can make your Genie Plus purchase. Or if you've already made your purchase, you can actually start to pick your Genie Pluses. This is where I want to spend the bulk of our time. I think we've done a really good job laying out what Genie Plus is, done a good job laying out your morning strategy. But how do we optimize Genie Plus to make sure that you can get the most bang for your buck? I've used Genie Plus probably a half dozen times since it came out. And I have found that there are three strategies that work best for Genie Plus. And I'm gonna run through all three of these now. I'm gonna start with the way that I think the Imagineers intended for Genie Plus to be ran. Which is what I call the one at a time strategy. This strategy works best if you plan to use as many Genie Plus reservations as possible throughout your day without regard to which attractions you plan to use them on. Basically, you set out to say, I'm gonna, I'm going for broke here. I am gonna get as many Genie Plus attractions as I possibly can. Doesn't matter what they are, I'm gonna go for as many as I can. Basically you're, you're picking as you go and you're, you're picking the closest, the next closest genie plus reservation to the time that you're at. And you don't mind zipping around the parks. So here's how you would do that. Um, before 7am, make your genie plus purchase, then select your first time for an attraction for earliest as possible. Typically, this is going to be a nine or 10 o'clock AM start. Whenever the park opens, you'll go to the theme park. You'll tap in as, um, basically, once you've made that reservation, you'll get ready for the day. You'll head over to the theme park. You'll tap in um, by getting into the park and tap in to that attraction at the earliest possible return time selected. So if you put in and your Genie Plus is 930, you're going to tap in right at 930. And while you're in that shortened queue waiting to board, you're going to select your next return time for the next earliest possible time. While you're waiting for that time to come through, you'll use standby lanes to to go on other attractions, typically because you're doing this so fast, that next earliest time will be pretty quick. Keeping in mind that you can overlap times if you have an idea of how long an attraction is going to take 30 minutes, 35 minutes, you can overlap a time. You have hour long windows to get to them. Right. Once your time's called, go immediately to that attraction, tap in, and again, while you're in that shortened queue, waiting to board, select your next return time as early as is possible and continue to repeat that process. Remember that you can only use Genie Plus once per attraction. If the time that you select at any point is greater than two hours from the current time, you can select another attraction while you wait on your time on the current one. So, so let's say for example, you go to Hollywood studios and your first genie plus of the day was slinky dog dash, and you were lucky enough to get the nine 30 reservation, you tap into slinky dog dash. And the next one you select happens to be 12 PM because nothing else is available. Right. Or uh, uh yeah, let's say it's 12 p.m. And around 1130, you take a look and it just so happens another attraction pops up. Let's say it's uh Indiana Jones uh Power of Terror, let's say. And that pops up for 1130. You can pop that, too. You can you can select that while you also have the 12 p.m. Basically, you can select Genie Plus every two hours um, or once you tap in, whichever occurs first. Again, this leads to one of the biggest criticisms of Genie Plus is that you're always on your phone, you're always checking to see what's available, but especially if you're like a solo or a couples traveling, um those plus reservations come up out of nowhere and it's 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 fantastic because you're able to in the moment adapt. But if you do it this way, if you're constantly just picking the next one, the next one, the next one, you're going to cycle through a majority of the park's attractions very fast. It's not going to be planned. It's not going to be strategized. But you're probably going to be able to get through seven, eight, nine of these without ever having to wait in a true queue. Keep in mind, part of this process is, though, that some of these attractions might be attractions that never needed a Genie Plus to begin with. You could have waited 20 minutes even without the Genie Plus. A, a great example of that is Star Tours over in Hollywood Studios. That attraction rarely ever gets above 30 minutes. Genie Plus is almost always available for it. And sometimes that's a walk-on. So, yeah, you're going to use Genie Plus, but you might be able to do it two times in a row. So if you've got someone who likes Genie Plus, you've got or, or Star Tours, I should say, you've got the ability to ride that attraction more than once. Okay, so let's get a little bit more deep. What about the save for later strategy? So this strategy works best if you plan to use Genie Plus to obtain hard to ride attractions, such as Slinky Dog Dash or Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. So again, you make your Genie Plus purchase and you're gonna select your first time for a hard to obtain attraction likely to be two hours or more after the park opens. Cause again, these attractions fill up fast. So if you're at Hollywood studios, you're, it's very unlikely. You're going to get that nine 30 or 10 o'clock spot, but you do awesome. But it's likely going to be 12 o'clock, 1230. Sometimes I've seen it. As soon as I've hopped on, it's three o'clock three, four o'clock. Right now you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, my genie plus is so much later. Well, you get that attraction. You can't do anything else until two hours after the park opens. So you're going to go to the theme park and you're going to ride standby attractions. And if you are again, an early riser um, you can get there at rope drop and you can rope drop some of the harder to get attractions. For example, uh, let's say you genie Plused tower of terror a little bit later, or let's say, let's say, Uh, uh, Slinky Dog Dash at, at, let's say, 2 o'clock. You can rush over to Tower of Terror or rush over to Rise of the Resistance and rope drop them and get through it pretty quickly. Now, at 2 hours after park open, select whatever your next lightning lane will be. Now this will be in addition to what you've already selected. So you got Slinky Dog Dash on the books for two o'clock. It's now, um, the park opens, let's say at nine, it's now 11 o'clock. You might be able to get something before that, right? You might be able to go grab a tower of terror reservation at 1230 or one o'clock, or you might grab something a little bit later. Now you're going to continue to use standby lines while you wait for your first attraction. And then when your first time is called, you go to immediately the attraction and you tap in. From there, you can now use a new Genie Plus every two hours or after you've redeemed all current Lightning Lanes. So basically, every two hours, you can continue to use that same process we talked about earlier, or as you tap in, continue to um, uh, uh, book. This is a strategy that is best for stacking Lightning Lanes later in the day, which allows you to enjoy standby attractions Earlier in the day with genie plus making up that back half. So this is the thing where you're probably not going to get seven to nine attractions. You're probably going to get more like three, four, maybe five attractions if you play it right. And they're typically going to be more for the back half of the day. So use the front half of your day for rope dropping and, and, um, uh, you know, maybe taking out, getting some food, character meet and greets, whatever. And then the back half of the day is basically jam packed very quickly close together with all your favorite attractions. Now, the third and final strategy is one that I figured out when I was at the park um, on my own last year, and it's a pretty effective strategy, but it does (laughs) require you to be on your phone a lot. This strategy works best. I call this the specific time pick and change strategy. I got to work on the names. I know but this strategy works best if you plan to be on your phone often and you can be flexible with changing changing Genie plus selections for other options in the moment. I also want to add, this may not work best for larger families. This might be better for two, one, two, maybe three, maybe four potentially, but definitely one and two. Now, here's why this strategy works. Genie plus allows you to select a reservation time once every two hours, or after you've redeemed your current selection. It also allows you to modify your time for a different time. If you're unable to make a reservation time, even once that reservation time, you're in the middle of it, you can still modify it because genie plus reservation times are based on demand. There might be an attraction that you want to select a time for, but the whose time is not, convenient for you. Maybe you need it to be later. And right now it's only earlier times. So if this happens and you know you wanna ride this attraction, but you wanna ride it later, here's what you do. Again, make your purchase, select your first time immediately at 7 a.m. for a hard to get attraction, even if it's later in the day. Go to the theme park and ride standby lines for any rides with short lines. Two hours after park open, make another Genie Plus selection. Even if it's for an attraction that you don't want to ride for the earliest possible time slot. Again, continue to use standby lines as applicable. Often, check your phone. You can modify any of your current Genie Plus selections that you've made and change it to another Genie Plus selection for an attraction that you would like to ride in that park or for a time that's more convenient for you. So, for example, Let's say you made a Genie Plus reservation for Slinky Dog Dash, and that's for six o'clock in the evening. And now it's been two hours and you go to your phone and you want to make a reservation for Tower of Terror, but you've got some other stuff going on for the current time slot that Tower of Terror has got. So you can either make the reservation for Tower of Terror or you can make a reservation for another Genie Plus. That's fine. And. Either if there's something that's super early, go over and tap into that so that you can make your tower of terror reservation a little bit later, or just make any genie plus reservation and throughout the day, keep checking your phone. And when the tower of terror time comes approximately to what you're looking for, switch your reservation over to tower of terror. Modifying does not reset your two hour window. You can make a genie plus selection every two hours, even if you are modifying, this means you can slowly but surely stack as many of these reservations as you want towards the end of the day. I will tell you where this came in as handy as possible for me was that I was going to be going to Hollywood studios, but I wasn't going to get into Hollywood studios until probably four o'clock that afternoon. Cause I was flying in that day. So I bought genie plus in the morning at my house in Chicago. And that was, I bought that. I made my first reservation. By the time I landed, I was able to make my next reservation. And then by the time I got to my hotel, I was able to make my next reservation. All the while I'm modifying and changing and doing all these things. And by the time I got to the park, I had five Genie Plus reservations stacked and ready to go for my, you know, four hours in the park that I was going to spend at Hollywood Studios. So here's the deal. Genie Plus requires... I guess just forethought strategy, your ability to think through what's going to be best for you and your family for this trip. I've laid out three great strategies for you that I provide all of my clients written material for. Um, you all know that I'm a travel planner with an authorized travel agency, Main Street and more travel using my services cost nothing extra, but you gain my years of experience. Um, and so, You know, why not? If you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, let me help you. I'm going to be able to help walk you through this. Now, one of the questions I often get is Casey, will you make my Genie Plus reservations for me? No, no, I won't. First of all, you got to be in the moment. You got to be in the moment. You got to be in the park. Um, You got to be on your phone. That is one of the things that happens with Genie Plus. Now, again, you don't have to have Genie Plus. Genie Plus is an optional purchase that you can make in the moment. You can make it at any point during the day. But if you have the money, and, and Matt has often said this on the pod over and over again, that time is money when you're at Walt Disney World. And so if you have the money and you're willing to spend it, and again, you don't have to do it for every park. You don't have to do it for every day. If you know, you're know you reviewing what's you know most important to your family for that day and you think that most of that stuff is not going to require Genie Pluses, then yeah, use standby lines. If you're going during a slower time of the year, yeah, use standby lines. But again, time is money. And so if you have the money and you're willing to pay, Disney does have this awesome resource available to you. Okay, that is going to do it. It is closing time. Uh, If you want to get a hold of us, we do encourage you to head on over to SorcererNetwork.com. All types of magic under one hat uh, you can find information about my travel planning you can also find Matt's fake uh, we do have our new beers and ears merch up and ready to go we got t-shirts and we got pint glasses we've got hoodies um, different styles Matt's done a really good job putting that together you can also find Matt's uh, mistress podcast the uh, discontinued on display podcast you can find Matt's twitch channel um, as well as the, the sorcerer blog as well so lots of great stuff over at sorcerer network.com uh find us on facebook at the beers and ears podcast find us on instagram at beers ears 1928 you can also email us at beers and ears 1928 at gmail.com and again if you enjoy the show take some time to review us um five stars goes a long way to tell others about us we are so appreciative of the community that we've built here and who you all are so thank you for being part of the beers and ears community Um, All right, let's go ahead and raise our glasses. This episode has been on us. We will see you again real soon. Bye, everybody.